So thank you very much, Elaine, for Elaine Barry, who's a physiotherapist, for joining us on our empowering podcast. And we are doing this particularly for Menopause Month, which is uh, coming up next month. And Elaine specializes in physiotherapy relating to perimenopause and menopause. So it's very relevant, Elaine, that we're talking about this. I saw uh, uh, one woman today and she I she recorded a story for me that at 38 years of age, she delivers her third baby. Wait for it, Elaine, 12 pounds and 10 ounces, right? So the, the midwife told her to just give a final push and she said she felt as if all her insights came out. And since then, she's been incontinent. She had a tear right up from the from the vagina to the, to the rectum and obviously it affected her since. And of course, she had hysterectomy because she did a significant prolapse after that. So that's the sort of reason we're talking, Elaine, because we're trying to prevent all of this. And I think education is the key. So, Elaine, what got you interested in physiotherapy and in particular physiotherapy for women? Oh, Mary, thanks so much for having me on this evening. Um, it's it's a real pleasure. Thank you. Um, oh, gosh, I've always wanted to be a physio, actually. I never wanted to do anything else. Um, so I, I did my uh, four years in UCD and I qualified in 2000. And then I went on and I did a, my first job was in Dunleary, actually, in the rehab there in Dunleary. And after kind of a few years of trying to get into then the musculoskeletal side of things, I went off and did a master's in London in UCL. Uh, specializing in musculoskeletal physio so I spent many 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 years in my 20s and you know treating all sorts of different things and I was heavily involved in sport and I loved all of that but I I didn't really see it coordinating very well with having children myself actually and so I was always kind of thinking god you know what what would work better not to be way with teens and all of that kind of thing and I think it was about 12 or 13 years ago I was in a private practice on my own and I was there one evening I was very busy and I had a lady come in and I, I'll never forget the, the impact that incontinence was having on her life. And at that stage, I really hadn't done. Um, because when we do our physio course, it's it's very generalized. Uh, you know, like you, you've to go on and specialize. So while I had done specialist musculoskeletal, I hadn't really done anything specific to women's health at that stage. Yes. And um, when we do women's health course, it, it's very intensive because you learn how to, you know, internally examine women. And so you, you really do have to quite qualified in that before you you're doing it you know so anyway she just was so upset she was so impacted and I really didn't feel like I had the right tools to help her and I I I thought about it a lot and I thought you know what I I think this is something I'm cut out for actually I I think I could really make a difference because I've never I've never you know I'm not squeamish Mary I don't mind talking about vaginas Yes, you yes. know, I don't mind talking to people about things. That well, you're also a woman, Elaine. So, in a woman, no. obviously, you 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 know, you feel that woman's pain, like like I felt oh, that lady's pain when she said yes. she delivered a twelve pound, twelve ten. You know, I mean, that's you no, know, and I so mean I think that that's is significant. Yeah, yeah, that's some story to start with. It really oh. is, and you know, I have to say, you know, I cringe a little bit when I hear that oh. kind of a story, and I think. Um, I'm not sure when she delivered, but I certainly think there is better management now of, of mm-hmm. that size of baby for sure. I mean, I would rarely see, I, I don't think I've ever seen a woman deliver as mm-hmm. big as that. Mm-hmm. However, we still are having women deliver big babies for sure. And it's getting um, more and- prevalent, Elaine, because women are having babies older and also because we're better nourished. 
And, you know, so it, that is, uh, you know, we are seeing bigger babies as a result because of better nourishment. And obviously women, they're just are a little older and maybe less active. We are seeing. Absolutely. It, so, yeah. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this last night, though, and, and I have to say, I think across the board, size of baby absolutely does play a part. You know, once we go over over eight eight pounds really and up into the nine pounds and ten mm -hmm. it definitely plays a role however i have seen women deliver smaller babies yes. with you know uh, pelvic floor injury and so yes. i think it's it is like you said it's about education but it is also about working with our um, care providers for better care for women actually mm -hmm. when they're delivering their babies um, and I think it's also about empowering women to know what they can do on either side of their pregnancies and okay. throughout all of their ages, you know, whether they're having children or not, because I have seen women that haven't had children and um, they have pelvic floor issues too. So okay. let's remember so, it's an issue that affects one in three women and okay. it's not just in women that are having babies. Wonderful. So um, Elaine, for the woman that wants to have her family, should they, should they come to you to get advice on, you know, how to prepare, prepare their pelvic floor uh, before, you know, for the pregnancy. W would you recommend that? Yeah, and, and mm. that's what I was going to say. I, I went on to work in Milltown under Maeve Whelan. So I was, mm. I was so uh, lucky to work under Maeve Whelan because mm. she's an amazing mentor and a highly, highly qualified women's health physio yeah. and pelvic health physio. And yes. she gave us great confidence to see women throughout their ages. And so, yes, absolutely. I see a lot of people now coming into me. I, only today I had quite a few pregnant women coming in. Good, good. And not just you. those that have pain. They're interested in knowing more about their pelvic floor that you know you'd be surprised Mary a lot of us don't really think about our pelvic floor until we are maybe in that position and yeah, we're kind yeah. of thinking gosh I'm not really sure where my pelvic floor is and yes. like a lot of women are in that position we really yeah. do need to start educating right, that's that's why we're doing this yeah. yeah yeah and uh, my kids come into the clinic here and they're looking at various models and they ask me questions and I answer them honestly good, you know and, good, and good. I want them to know um, early on how their pelvic floors work because I'm really often surprised at actually how how little we do actually know um, and what I'm noticing is is that if women can learn how to do their pelvic floor exercises correctly uh -huh. so knowing how to squeeze and how to let go in isolation and yeah. um, it really does and the research backs this up it really does reduce the incidence of incontinence afterwards okay and um, we're talking about incontinence of urine now elaine aren't we we're that's what we're talking about incontinence well, of urine incontinence of urine but yes I mean when we talk about incontinence of feces and, and that as well it is you know it does happen and um, it would be yeah. less common than urinary incontinence and mm. um, more like one in ten whereas urinary incontinence can occur in as, as, as really one in two after you have your baby so I suppose but you're looking to focus on the back and the front so that you're you're you're, you're preventing both really Good. And, um, you know, because uh, the back passage and the front, they all work together, right? Good. And, Absolutely. you know, we don't just talk about that. It's about bowel habits as well and mm -hmm. carrying those good habits all the way through into your Good. perimenopause and menopause. And I, I thought um, today the, the biggest message I can give to women is to start early mm -hmm. with your habits because they will stand to you 
later on in life. So into perimenopause and menopause. So Elaine, sorry to interrupt you, but say you've started and you're doing them, you know, when you're having your children. And obviously the the plan would then be to keep doing them uh, because with perimenopause, your estrogen levels are dropping. That's then going to affect the the pelvic floor because the ligaments become looser. So you really, what we're saying is to get women to keep doing them, but particularly to focus in on them coming into perimenopause because estrogen levels are dropping. Isn't that what we're saying? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And because the vagina and the bladder are so sensitive to estrogen because mm-hmm. they have estrogen receptors throughout them. And so the vagina really doesn't like low estrogen. So mm-hmm. it becomes uh, the muscle tissue becomes quite rigid. So yes. um, by doing your pelvic floor exercises, you're bringing in blood flow there, but you're also supporting organs that, yeah, maybe have dropped a little and potentially okay. could drop a little with time and um, further. And your pelvic floor exercises are preventative in that case. You're much better to be trying to prevent these things than trying to start it kind of after after the horse is bolted Um, but also on that point as we come into perimenopause and menopause Mary I actually see quite a few women with tight pelvic floors believe it or not Um, and you know all caught up with vaginal atrophy and dryness and um, you know and estrogen depletion and um, we certainly want to be able to squeeze our pelvic floor but also let it go and I'm you know I've heard you talk a lot about women and us being rushed and you Mm. know um having so many commitments and i think that only gets worse maybe into perimenopause as women you know their kids are running about and and i noticed that the pelvic floor doesn't lie so there's a lot of women that i come across they have very tight pelvic floors they don't really know how to let them go actually and that affects power too that gives them and it can lead to as we come into perimenopause and menopause pain Mm. So I think, you know, um, incontinence is certainly one thing, um, but not to overlook, um, you know, pain, pain and pain with with sex, maybe, or um, pain with urination. Um, And then, of course, maybe things like urgency and frequency, um, where the bladder is absolutely being affected by that as well. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this with you is that I feel that there needs to be way more education done on pelvic floor exercises and and way more of you being heard and, and, and physiotherapists like you because uh, we see you know I see women coming in perimenopause, menopause, huge amount of prolapse incontinence but none of them are very few know anything about pelvic floor exercise so I think we need to be doing all of this together and a, that message we need to get it out with all our education on perimenopause, menopause that in addition to the HRT in addition to all the other things we're speaking but don't forget your pelvic floor because incontinence is so disabling and it's you know women that have incontinence it causes such problems and we could be doing so much with prevention of of it by uh, by you know people starting in time with pelvic floor exercises and as you said start right at the beginning when they're having their babies keep it going but definitely up it when you're coming into perimenopause and to know that you know Oh, yes. Mary. And I'm sure you're I mean, you're out that we're busy and, and we are, too. And yet we're there's mm. not there's not enough of us to around. And I know mm. certainly there are some women that are not really getting enough care, say, in their hospital postnatal mm. care. And, and mm. that's what I see across the board is that immediately yeah. postnatal women feel very let down, actually. Well, I was delighted Sabina Higgins. Don't know if you saw it this morning on the on the paper. I only heard it on the news on the way down. But Sabina Higgins came out and said that, you know, she felt that uh, and I thought it was nice 
is her speaking as, as a woman and as a mother, uh, that she wanted women to, to get more time uh, after their baby because at the moment they're being rushed out, which is true. Um, so, you know, yeah. I think and that's wonderful to see women, you know, supporting yeah. women is what we want. And you know, France always comes up. France always comes up as an example of a country that are giving women standardised six to eight sets sessions of physiotherapy after they have their babies brilliant, as, brilliant. as a standard you know and yeah. I think it's unfortunate that women kind of again you know have to pay privately and come out but I'm noticing that women are taking it upon themselves now and they're just doing it mm. because they really do value the education that they're getting and um, you know well, uh, people well, can come to me for a postnatal check or they can come for a perimenopausal check or a menopausal check mm. you know I have women of all ages come in and the standard advice, you know, the simple things work best. So it's bringing okay. people back to the simple things, actually. Mm -hmm. And pelvic floor exercises aren't always easy, easy to do. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're assessed and you know what kind of a pelvic floor you have. So are you are you uh, are you very, very weak or are you a little bit tight? And then you know how to do it. It's a life skill then that you can go away and do when you when you set yourself up right maybe with a reminder app and you're trying to get it into your day with all the other things that you do like brushing your teeth and that's kind of what we're trying to okay, encourage right now is that women are doing it daily um a little okay. check-in with their pelvic floor and uh, to, to keep everything ticking over um, and then as you get older you might need a little bit more support from a physiotherapist specifically a pelvic health physio for different things and i think the the key is not to be suffering, you know, and it really do come to one of us because we are scattered throughout the country now. And um, don't be afraid to come in because we're very, very empathetic and good at what we do and, and we'll only make you feel comfortable. And um, some women's health physios even have ultrasound machines where they can look internally into the pelvic floor without it being invasive. If that's what you, you know, if that's what women might be concerned about. You've got a website, Elaine, that women yeah, can so look w for information. Yeah. Um, I'm www elainebarryphysio.com uh, What other exercises do you uh, rec trying to do and obviously do it safely? What would you be recommending? Oh yeah, I mean uh, again that's part and parcel of it isn't it? It's keeping mm. people um, moving as they're getting older and in conjunction with uh, people like yourself you know um if women are struggling with menopausal symptoms it's trying to get them sorted right so that they can stay active and um, mm. because of bone health um i think you know weight training is getting a lot of airtime now i think uh, it is really beneficial for bone health and for muscle health and muscle strength we know that like to go hand in hand if you're strong in your body you will be strong in your uh, pelvic floor generally. And, and actually, there's a good good research there to say if your grip strength is better, you're actually going to be less likely to leak when you're older. So which is they, brilliant. They yeah, which is brilliant. But yes. I think it's careful. It's, again, it's key to get somebody qualified to, mm. to be supervising you so that you're not, if you do have a bit of weakness in your pelvic floor, you're not lifting masses amounts. You know, you don't mm -hmm. have to lift hugely heavy to have impact. Yes. Um, but for the sake of bone health, it is important that women aren't avoiding exercise because of incontinence. So it's a vicious cycle, isn't it, Mary? You know, it is. So, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And absolutely. So, we're trying um, to do the whole lot. We're, we're trying to get women to improve their overall 
um, you know, aerobic exercise from heart pile's point of view. But as we know, resistance, resistance exercises really do help with bone health. And we, we really do insist on that because growth hormone can be released with that. And that's good for yeah, muscle, exactly. which, which does actually as we get older. So it's really important. That's going to help with your posture. Um, it's going, which is really important and stop um, arthritis down the road. But also, as you said, it's going to help for pelvic floor. But I really think the more we talk about this, uh, it's a bit like menopause and perimenopause. We, we have changed the whole way of treating be purely because, and there's now menopause clinics, because of the fact we've been speaking about this so loudly for the last seven years. So hopefully, Elaine, we'll get like they have in France, where we get proper care for women with everything that they should get, because really women's medicine has only been treated um, and listened to properly in the last 10 years. And I think as we educate women, they themselves would be like the Daniel O'Connell with emancipation. They're going to demand this care, which, which is only right. I mean, we are equal and and they will want you know to have this as part of their antenatal classes they'll want to have it with perimenopause menopause and beyond okay so elaine we, we, you spoke there um about pelvic pain and i just like to expand on that if i may so when you you talk about pelvic pain and obviously we know it's in perimenopause and menopause because of the atrophy um, can you tell me what a physiotherapist can do to help a woman who's got a, a pelvic pain because it is a big issue elaine it is a big issue and I see it as in women as early as 20, in their 20s, actually, Mary, you know, mm. um, so it comes on the maybe the bracket of vaginismus yes. or vulvodynia and, and it definitely can become more prominent then um, as as we get older. So when if it, it can occur at any age and sometimes we don't know why. Mm-hmm. So my, a woman, woman might have trouble having sex, but they might have trouble inserting a tampon even, you know. We, th- we think it's um, got to do with hormone imbalance, Elaine, obviously affecting the vaginal muscle. Yeah, there is more research. And then as we get older with vaginal atrophy it can certainly become an issue. And it definitely has to be combined in com- combination with your GP or a specialist doctor like yourself. Um, using estrogen locally and moisturizers locally to improve the health of the vagina. But pelvic physios are really well positioned, actually, because we can do internal manual therapy on the pelvic floor. So the pelvic floor is like any other muscle. So if you went in with the sore back to somebody, often a physio will put their hands on you and, and massage the area. And actually, we're experts at that in the pelvic floor. So we will go in and press on trigger points or tight points within the pelvic floor to loosen it, to ease pain, to desensitize and also teach women breathing techniques because the tummy muscles and the diaphragm and the pelvic floor and the core, they're all connected. And a lot of women aren't breathing very well. And so their pelvic floors are getting tighter. And if they have pain, they hold their breath and they're all squeezing up. So breathing um, mindfulness techniques, stretching of the hip musculature is hugely effective. And then we go on to talk about ways of kind of overcoming, you know, not being able to maybe have sex things, using things like dilators, which um, are, you know, they're they're uh, penis shaped objects, really, that Mm. we use to stretch. And they're a medical device that we used to stretch the area and the woman can use those independently then. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, we go on to talk about ways that they can overcome their pain. Elaine, we and, must and be able to come on. up with a better, a better thing. They're vaginal dilators. We're not going to give, say, call them um, penis things now. We'll call them vaginal dilators. I think men have enough. We, we'll, we'll, we, we'll keep the vagina for the women if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Elaine, yes. Um, so, yeah, well, that's what we're trying to 
both do is uh, stretch yeah. stretch the yeah. area and so um they they work really well for women at home and but yet I find that a lot of women have come into me lately you know four and six years nobody referring them on to anybody them not really knowing what the problem is and they just suffer and they take all of that kind of stuff especially into menopause off the table entirely and you know they're really sad about that Mm -hmm. so that's just you know a hugely important area that we're very very good at actually so that that would be um a really frequent thing that I see actually so yeah so that's, that's that. okay. but learning to let go of your pelvic floors is important with pelvic floor exercises. Now, the research would say that with incontinence, there is a very there's high level research there, randomized controlled trials to uh, prove that doing your squeezes and your releases. But for a long course of time, it has to be over a course of three to six months at least. Good, good. Um, but also you have to doing them correctly so there's no point in squeezing your butt and squeezing your your tum and you know and not actually getting the muscle right inside and and some women will need feedback with that so some women do very well with internal electrotherapy very good or there's um, more devices on the market like the lv and and more recently there's one that's attached to a computer game for women which is actually really ingenious and it's hugely um, motivating. And so all of these things, one of the biggest obstacles to doing your pelvic floor exercises, and we can, we see, you know, women, um, you know, improving, certainly over 50% of women that can do their pelvic floor exercises correctly and consistently will improve. However, the consistency is definitely not there and compliance to exercises falls right off such that it can be as low as nine, you know, down to 15, 19 percent improvement Mm -hmm. because women just can't do them for long enough and so really you know getting the feedback is terrific then isn't it getting the feedback with those the computer data yeah now with with all the resources in the world we'd be seeing women every week and that's what the research would recommend yes you know financially and otherwise that's not always feasible so Mm -hmm. it is about trying to set women up with independent tools that they can track their progress and come into a physio then every now and then for accountability okay Um, okay and then more recently, then there's been this lovely chair, pelvic floor chair. Yes, I want to ask you about that, Elaine. There's a huge amount of, yeah. um, you know, publicity about the pelvic chair, and I was d- dying to get what you thought about it and what you would you, you would well, think. Yeah, about it. no, it's interesting. It's 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 really interesting. It's new technology that we can't overlook, and I think there is a bit of skepticism around it because you know, kind of what you get out of sitting on a chair for a few minutes, like it couldn't be as good as that, is it? And mm. what they're saying really is actually that there is some good um high level research coming out very soon on it um so there's pros and cons the pros with it would be it's intense magnetic energy that's used externally so it's a non-invasive um form of electrical stim and really this kind of technology has been used for years in different ways but this is a really the, the the finest of technology and they are seeing improvements in the bulk of the muscle inside so it improves the levator hiatus um and and improves the bulk of the muscle inside and usually there are good results with it if they're going to be within uh, six sessions over the course of three weeks which is a lot quicker than with other things mm-hmm. now the problem with it is though is that it does need to be used you know, carefully. 
And I think there needs to be assessment because if a woman has a tight pelvic floor, like I've talked around, and, and they just kind of walk off the street in to use one of these things, it could actually be detrimental. Because yes, yes. that's, the, that's the point that I think is very important. Yeah. yeah. So I think with everything, and that's a you know, cost board, like you want to be assessed first and foremost, and then a program is allocated to you um uh, specifically. And it, it, with something like this device, it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you want to know that you and they don't really know yet who's going to respond and who isn't. So that has to be kind of with, you know, but your women's health physio, you know, we, we would have a better idea of who would have a a better chance with it than others, you know, Um, so that we can direct people appropriately. So I think just what I would suggest with women, if they have an interest in using it and they've, they've tried a lot of other things, you know, conservative Mm -hmm. measures, Mm -hmm. and that comes back to your basics of your bowel health and your pelvic exercises and doing them all right. And really having looked at that, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then absolutely it is worth considering if the women's health physio thinks you're you're a good candidate for it. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be using it preventively just after your first baby, you know, mm-hmm. having never been assessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I heard Dr. Agnew, um, Dr. Jerry Agnew um, promoting yes. it. And I think, you know, he made a good point. If this kind of technology was available in hospitals, we, we probably would be using it more regularly. You know, if it yes. was, if yes. it was really available and we could kind of harness it and really use yeah. it for good. I think there's there's lots of potential with it, Mary, you know. Very good. Well, yeah. actually, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, Elaine, is because we're empowering women. But you, one of the, this these empowering group of podcasts, we actually had Maureen McGuinness on, who's the financial commissioner in the EU. So obviously we will be bringing these to the EU, hoping that they will really, you know, hope to to increase the the women's health and the promotion of women's health. And obviously, uh, you know, public health uh, care will include all the physiotherapy as well as everything else. So we're hoping with this empowering podcast, not only to be educating women, but also to educate governments and educate Europe to support this. Because as you said, this does uh, all this has to be supported financially and we're hoping that will come from Europe as well as from the government so that's one of the reasons we're doing this is to educate uh, women but also because uh, it's an empowering group of podcasts and we've had some amazing women like yourself with Maureen McGuinness and as well who's financial commissioner I think that it's very relevant that she will bring this to a, a bigger uh, floor and hopefully that's all going to help with, with women's healthcare so that's, that's really what we want to do and it's wonderful that's to have people like yourself um, doing this but I, I really believe it's, it's the power of the masses and by educating women they themselves will insist on this type of care because that's what we really have to do we have to start looking after women really you know as we know in the generations previously that wasn't the case but now women are, are empowered they know about perimenopause they know about menopause we're now even tre- treating you know educating them about period normal periods what they should be looking out for how to get the best help and then even antenatally and postnatally, we're insisting on that as well. So it, it's all about, you know, empowering the women with the right knowledge and obviously demanding that the, that uh, women's health improves. So that that's that's and we're delighted, Elaine, to yeah, have you on board. Absolutely. To, to and um, ultimately, yeah, like I'm seeing a lot of, you know, women carrying a lot of, on their shoulders, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they keep a lot of balls in the air. 
and mm. and maybe despite leakage and they, they want to get on with it you know they exactly. want to have a good life and they want to be able to play their sport and they want to be able to lift their weights if they want to mm. and they want to be able to enjoy themselves sure, and sure. Um, some people can't laugh even without leaking you know absolutely um, so it needs to be something that we don't just brush to the side and say oh that's just something that happens when you have your baby and sure I can't do a b c and d without Mm. you know we need to kind of change that narrative now and um give people give women a better chance at improving their quality of life and not everybody will respond to physiotherapy that's important to say too but what we're very good at is liaising with your gps and and your gynecologists and endocrinologists and you know us all working together to provide umbrella care for women and and like that's what it's all about isn't it Mary? Absolutely absolutely and also to change the narrative and let women realise it's not just them that other people are suffering as well and and then when you bring you know then because if women are thinking it's only I'm leaking then they're you know they feel it they don't want to talk about it but if if, you know everybody is talking and and, you know sharing information and educating each other then that woman doesn't feel isolated which is terrible absolutely and you know there's more and more talk of it now on social media which is great Mm. but what I'm noticing even more is that actually a lot of people women are coming in through word of mouth it'll be their friend that said you need to go down to Elaine there now or you know don't let your pregnancy pass without popping into her and see her afterwards and you know that's what's important isn't it because absolutely yeah that's yeah. wonderful and, and now that we're we're giving them information they're going ahead and they're passing it on not not only themselves but others as well and that's what we want Elaine yeah. I really appreciate you coming on on this empowering podcast I wanted to do it because uh, October is menopause month and I really felt it was important it was one area I really was anxious that we do uh, was talking about you know physiotherapy for the pelvic floor because it's so so important uh, and, and so many issues that we've addressed there today so I think that's absolutely fantastic Fantastic. And I just want to thank Shane um, Dempsey of um, Collaborative Studios for doing this podcast. Thank you, Shane, very much. And also to Una O'Hagan from Mars Pharmacy for her continued support. We really do appreciate it. And obviously to RSVP and Paula Lennon in particular um, for, for uh, putting it on the RSVP platform. But as you know, it's also on the Mars platform and the whole idea. And actually, it's going to be then put on Apple and Spotify for you all to download. And and do also look at the other podcasts we've done uh, for, for women. We did one with Dr. Vicky Duarte, consultant gynecologist, as well as Professor Rona Mahoney. But we've also done loads on menopause and hormonal health. So these are all free to download. So I really want to educate you all and bring all this information to the table so that you can empower yourselves and empower others. So thank you, Elaine, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Not Shana, at all. And appreciate you giving up your time and uh, looking forward to meeting you again. Thank you.